0: The Fake Show is brought to you by Threads of Envy, the law firm of Hutchison & Steffen, the Craft House Brewery, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-Shirt Designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. Mamie Van Doren is a Hollywood legend, sex symbol, and the last of the three M's, Monroe, Mansfield, and Mamie. She appeared in over two dozen films, including... Untamed Youth, which made her the first woman to ever perform rock and roll on the silver screen. She has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, did tours for U.S. troops during the Vietnam War, and dated everyone in Hollywood. She has a new memoir called China and Me as I have Mamie Van Doren on the line right now in Hollywood.
1: Oh, hi, Jim.
0: Hi, Mamie. Welcome to the program and congratulations on your autobiography. It's so. Good great to hear you. Uh, I've seen recent interviews with you. You're fantastic.
1: Well, thank you for inviting me. And uh, it was a lifestyle memoir about my life with a parrot, which is something uh, nobody would probably expect from me. But uh, I've lived with my parrot for almost 50 years and I still have him. Uh, and he's uh, healthy as hell, you know.
0: <laughs> and your parrot is uh, your parrot is China. Is that why it's called China and me? <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh, that's correct. I'm now working on a book uh, called Secrets of the Goddess. That's uh, my definitive memoir, and uh, it's sort of a, it's a memoir that I'm uh, sort of taking off from uh, playing the field that I did in 1987. With, uh, people, I'm sure, when they say 1987, holy cow! But uh, <laughs> time does pa- time passes by, you know, and uh, and I'm going to write things that were well were taken out uh, my. Um, Publisher at that time was uh, Putnam, and it was a, a very conservative book company, publishing company. So I am now including some things that uh, are quite shocking. I'm going to tell everything.
0: Your name, Mamie Van Doren, that was created by the studio, yes?
1: That's correct. I was named for Mamie Eisenhower. I signed my contract in huh. January, same time as I uh, he was a uh, uh, put into office, and he was my favorite general during World War II. I grew up during World War II, you know, and, uh, and so he was naturally my favorite general, and when he ran for president, I I voted for him, and I, and I was a conservative for uh, quite a while until uh, things turned around the other way, and I'm sure that if Ike was around, he'd be a Democrat now.
0: Um, Mamie, I think, uh, as I recall, you, and this was typical of the studios back in those days, you were set up on a date with Rock Hudson at the Golden Globe Awards. How did that date go?
1: Oh my God. That date created a a lot of gossip about Rock Hudson. At that time, nobody would use the word gay or anything like that. You know, you were just sort of like uh hidden. You you nobody could talk about it. It was uh it was a no-no. And I did not know at the time when I was under contract that, that Rock was gay. And uh so they called me and I had just signed my contract. And they said that Golden Globe Awards is, is just coming up now. That's in January. So he said, uh we're going to have you have a date with Rock Hudson. And I said, oh my God, because he was he was popular. He was coming up as a big star then, you know. Sure. And, uh, oh, God, I was nervous. I was scared to hell. Sure. And uh, he picked me up, in his convertible, and he had a hole in the canvas top. I remember that. It was raining, kind of. And we drove to the Beverly Hills Hotel. That's where it was, and in the crystal room. And uh, we sat with uh, Joan Crawford and her date. Oh. So I was originally named for Joan Crawford. Uh, my name was Joan, right. and uh, they changed it to Mamie. But uh, I told her at that time that I was named for her, so she felt more comfortable with me that I was her friend. But she did not like Marilyn Monroe, who was dancing around on the dais, uh-huh. getting a lot of pictures. She was oh, you know, she did not like Marilyn on that night. She and she'd had a few drinks, you know, and uh, and why not? She deserved them after going through all. Uh, going through Hollywood like she did, you
0: know? your and the studios they sort of built up uh, a so called rivalry between you and Marilyn, or yes,
1: yes, I was uh, the so called answer to Marilyn, and which I didn't like, but uh, yeah, it got me off to a start, you know, and I uh, hit all the papers and uh, they had our pictures together, and um, I got real popular, but my studio didn't follow through like they should have. I was in a lot of movies at Universal. Uh, my first one was starring with Tony Curtis and the All-American. Uh, that was a football picture and yeah. I loved doing that. That was a real good good movie. And uh, got great great reviews. They wanted to see more of me. And then I did a Yankee Pasha, which was a big CinemaScope movie with Jeff Chandler and Rhonda Fleming. I played the the second lead, which is Lilith, but it was a better part than than Rhonda Fleming's part, you know. And, and uh, I was a little little Slade girl in it, and it was a wonderful movie. And uh, then from there, I went to Francis movies, and I did uh, Running Wild, which is a teenage movie. And I did Rock and Roll in that. Uh, called running, it was in Running Wild. They did a song
0: with um, not Bill but, Haley. Um, yeah, Bill Haley. Yeah. I saw you singing. You were really good, and I and I think that you're the first female star to sing rock and roll in a film, which is pretty incredible. And I thought, well, she probably had somebody doing the singing for her. But then I saw you on the seg on a segment of the Merv Griffin show, and you were really good. You deserve this kind of movement that's starting to build to get you into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's pretty great.
1: Well, thank you. I, well, you know, uh, I was the first female movie star to perform rock and roll yeah. on the big silver silver screen. And Eddie uh, uh, Cochran uh, wrote the song Oobula Baby for me, and he's in the Rock, he's in the Hall of Fame. The best. And... I danced. Not only did I sing, but I danced in it, and I did my own choreography. Mervyn Leroy, who did all of Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers directing, was at Warner Brothers that day, and they took him over on the set where I was shooting Oobala Baby, and he couldn't believe what I was doing. It's so funny. He just, my God, you know, I did all the movements with that were natural. It all came from within. Nobody could. You can't teach rock and roll. You've got to be really born with it inside. And I, I was always, I was so full of energy and full of all that. You couldn't do a forward bump. You had to do a side bump. <laughs> you, couldn't, you, you, you couldn't wiggle your breasts. You couldn't do anything. So. Right. Uh, but I managed to pull it off. And it's one of the Pope movies now on Tim It's all over the world. When you go to Paris, they've got my pictures all over my posters and everything. So it's still nice to be remembered. And that movie kind of restores everything.
0: <laughs> your, your affairs, of course, are well chronicled, including in your own uh, books. And you actually had a brief fling with Clint Eastwood. What was that situation like?
1: Well, Clint Clint uh, Eastwood uh, was under contract with me at Universal. Uh, we were very, very good friends. And then we uh, did a picture together called Star in the Dust. He had a small, a little small bit where he was in it. And he's very handsome and he's very tall. And I was very surprised that Universal didn't, didn't, put him in a movie and star him in a movie. But uh, we had Tony Curtis and Jeff Chandler, and there was a lot of jealousy there. And so they he moved on to uh, Warner Brothers. And, uh, you know, he used to come in the dressing room, and uh, he was always, uh, he was very much of a favorite with all the girls at Universal. <laughs> and why would I? <laughs> and he, he asked me one time, he came up to me, he says, Mamie, can you get me in the movie Francis Jones The Wax? I said, why would you want to be in that movie? You know, he says, I just want to get some footage of me. You know, yeah, you, know, you know. I said, well, I understand. I couldn't get him in that, but he did do, he did do uh, Francis Joins the Navy. He was in that movie, so we got <laughs> some more footage. You know, I saw him in the very beginning, and he and when we would watch a movie for part of the class because Universal had a talent school, and we would watch the movie in the projection room, and he'd always have something. Critical to say in the movie, and I said, "Jesus, how does he know all that?" So he was. I had. I had a feeling that he was going to be very, very famous. Yeah, and, uh, a
0: future actor uh, and of future director, actually. Yeah, as and we. Well.
1: Ra- yeah, right, and that's right. And we ran into each other at uh, the Hilton Hotel one night. They were honoring him, and he grabbed my hand. And his hand got real wet. I remember that man was twenty. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when he sat down, I sat down with him. I think I, I didn't sing it on his lap, but somebody grabbed a picture of us, and we were looking at each other in in our eyes, and it looked like, oh my god, they've they've done it together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> By the way, before I let you go, I have to ask you, what was that night like when you were partying with the Beatles at the Whiskey-A-Go-Go in 1964?
1: Oh, well, I was dating Johnny Rivers, who was playing at yeah. the Go-Go. And uh, I was home, and he called me. He says, "Mamie, the Beatles are down here. You come on down. I says, I'm getting ready and go to bed. He says, no, come on down. It's really worth it. So I got dressed and I went down and uh, he said, they're sitting over there in the booth. He says, come on, I'll go over and introduce you to him. I'm ready to walk over to, and because George Harrison was my very favorite. I yeah. just adored him. I would love to meet met George Harrison. And I would have dumped Johnny Rivers in a second, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're walking over and Johnny's in back of me. Uh, and uh, a photographer gets in the middle and he wants to grab a picture of me with Harrison and so uh, Harrison saw this. He gets up and he throws a glass of a drink at the photographer. It it also lands on me. instead, uh-huh. And I had my new dress on and it went all over. And uh, uh, that was the end of that. I got I was pissed. I was really upset about it. And uh, <laughs> back
0: to Johnny Rivers.
1: Back to Johnny Rivers.
0: (laughs) Well, I I wish we had more time. You're lovely. uh, The legendary Mamie Van Doren's biography, China and Me, is out there on Amazon.com and wherever books are sold. Such a pleasure talking to you. Thanks so much for your time, and good luck with everything.
1: Thank you so much, Jim.
0: Bye. Mamie had other very famous relationships, including those with Steve McQueen, Burt Reynolds, Joe Namath, and so many more. It's all in the book. That finishes this episode of The Fake Show podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.